Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Jenny. I'm Leandra. Oh, and we've got a really special one uh, today for y'all because we didn't watch an episode of Ghost Adventures. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, we're still doing this show, but it's a different TV show that we watched. So this is a special episode. Drum roll, please. We yeah. watched. We watched an episode of uh, Zach Bagans' new TV show. Newish. Newish TV show, Deadly Possessions. Ooh. Ooh. And <laughs> so here's the deal Deadly Possessions is a 2016 program uh, that only ran for six episodes, and it's about Zach and his haunted museum. And in each episode, he interviews two people who bring in haunted objects for him to see. Um, so how we're going to format this is we're going to talk about the episode first, and then um, our good friend Jenny is here because she actually visited his museum while on winter break. Mm-hmm. So she's going to give us the rundown of what it was like. All the stuff. They even had the object that we're going to be talking about oh, today. Shit. Oh. Yeah, I got to see. Yeah, I got to see the Divic box. Oh. So we're going to be talking about that. So Jenny has already introduced us to the first object, and we the Divic box... Uh, is referred to, is is referred to throughout this episode as the most haunted object in the world, and I just want to know how that's quantified. Is my first question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many documented cases? Um, how many ghosts are in this bad boy? Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. They said it was like the most deadly, but one of the people who brought it in didn't actually give us a number yeah. of like how many people died. I think we heard total two people. Yeah, two people. Super deadly, though. Um, I mean, not to downplay death, but you got to give us a number if they you're going to say like, the, the deadliest box in the world or deadliest item in the world. One of them was 103 years old, and the other was also a very old person who had a stroke. So, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying... Kind of hard to pin it on the box. Mm-hmm. So I think before we get too far into this, let's uh, let's give a little background of what the show looks like. Okay, yeah, for sure. So um, it's basically Zach Beggins' actual museum, which is open in Las Vegas. And most of the show takes place in this very dark ballroom, as he calls it. It doesn't really look like the a ballroom. ballroom. It just looks like a really dark room. I honestly thought it was just his office. Maybe yeah. it's just like code name, the ballroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it just even, his office. It even had like a painting of, of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so Cassie, you got to screen cap that. The, I will. The painting of there's himself. like a, there's a very quick glance at a portrait of Zach Beggins where he's doing uh, Blue Steel. <laughs> um, or was it Magnum? It could Hard have been say. either. Uh, but this room is actually a really cool looking room. Almost looks like 
might have been some sort of a chapel a long time ago. There's a lot of big windows along one of the walls, and it's like tinted glass that's tinted blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that the rest of the museum might be on the opposite side because during the whole episode, <laughs> you see shadows, and, and I'm sure that's on purpose. But it's yeah. just people. I noticed around. that too. Yeah, I think it's just people in the museum walking around. Um, but in this room, there's like a throne. <laughs> That's where Zach sits, of course, if you haven't guessed. Um, and then there's a chair. Is it? A, it's just a chair, It's just right? a chair. Yeah, to put you in your spot. Put you in your place. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, also important to know that sometimes Zach's mom works up front at the desk, which is really sweet and cute. Um, so yeah, I, I hope I, I'm assuming they have a good relationship, which would be nice. Uh, but anyway, let's let's get this party started um, and and talk about the Dybbuk box. So so the the Dybbuk box is brought in by a guy named Jason Haxton, who apparently bought it on eBay. Uh, because of the haunted story that that went along with it. And by the way, just in case you want to know, you can go to the Dybbuk Box's website and you can see the archived version of that eBay sellers page with this, like, fucking 5,000-word short story about how haunted the box is. And you know, like, this thing sold for $280 because of that description. Wait, okay, so this was... Which which person was this? Jason bought bought it. He's okay. the man who lives in Missouri. Yes. So he, he bought it knowing. Mm-hmm. He bought it because he read the ghost story and bought it. Who from did he that. buy it from? He bought it from the second person who we're going to introduce to this little drama, Kevin Manis. Okay, so he did have like a a like content warning. This is really haunted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, apparently um, it was from a, a Holocaust survivor owned it, and yeah. he got it at an... Um, Kevin Manis got it at an estate sale. I will say, grain of salt here, because we did, none of this is substantiated. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. just what he said mm-hmm. in the eBay thing, which if you go on eBay right now and do a search for haunted objects, you're going to find tons of stuff that all sounds exactly like this. To be honest, I kind of find the whole backstory a little disrespectful. because It's extremely yes. suspect, first of all. Because like, the backstory is that this box was created by a Holocaust survivor. To deal with her... To deal with her grief her from grief. the war. But, like, okay, so she made a devil box? Like, that just doesn't... That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make why any sense. Why would it be haunted? Because she's a Holocaust survivor? And why would she have kept it all this, this time if, if she made it to deal with grief? Like, what unfinished business is she... Or does she have? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it just didn't seem very tasteful, to be honest. Um, yeah, and, uh, apparently, like, Kevin's man- uh, Kevin Manis's uh, mother, like, once he brought it home, she had a stroke. And this was to be, this was on her birthday. He was to give this to her as a birthday present. And she opened it, and he found her on the floor, um, suffering, suffering the effects of a stroke. And, of course, the, the, the logical jump that everyone in the room makes is, the, the Dybbuk box. box did this it's thing. It's yep. Um, and so they so they bring in Kevin and they interview him and he talks about this and Kevin and Zach have the way they talk to one another is so weird and uncomfortable to me because at one point Zach says would you like to see the Dybbuk box and he says well, what I, I don't know if I'd like to but I, but I will and Zach goes it's just a question I'm not <laughs> giving you an order I'm just asking 
and okay. Kevin's like, it's, it's all right. Yeah, man, I'll, 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 yeah, for sure. I'll go see it, man. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand why he was acting so shifty. Yeah. Yeah. What? Maybe it's because he didn't think he was going to get put on the spot to have to do this little fucking performance that he did. Yeah. Oh, but let's but first he talk. He was really prepared for it. He was. Oh, he no, was. fucking Kevin did his homework. So let's yeah. first talk about our first dude, Jason, Jason. Haxton. So he's this older man. Um, he's got kind of a thin, reedy voice. <laughs> Um, and he kind of is just a little creepy. He's super creepy. The way he talks, the way he stares. He, like, does a side glance when he's talking to people. Um, and he always sounds like whatever he's saying is, is like, a genie's riddle that's missing an extra clue. It is! You know what I mean? Like, he's always a little bit... He's got a little smirk on his face. He has this wry little Cheshire Cat smile, like he's withholding some information from you. Um, he was talking about... How when so he he, apparently he keeps this box buried in the ground (laughs) on property he owns. I own twenty six acres in a military like military in a military box. So I know where it is, but nobody else does. Somewhere in the middle of Missouri. Uh, I don't know if I wrote down where exactly. Oh, it was on his. It was on Kirksville. Kirksville, yes. On his twenty six acre property, (laughs) and only. He knows where the location of the box is. Yeah. So should we should we talk about what happened to Jason yes. when he came into possession of the box? Okay. So he as he says that when he touched the box, he became very nauseous, and then a bunch of quote ectoplasmic crud started coming up. So he was puking a lot, and then his eyes started bleeding. You should probably go you to a doctor. Go to a doctor, Please my get man. Get it checked out. Yeah. Like, that's a horror. Don't just take it for granted that that's a ghost. Like, I would definitely go to the emergency room. I don't even room. know, like, how a doctor would say, yeah, there's something. We have to go to, like, someone who specializes in possessions. So I don't think that they cover that in med school. They go to the pharmacy and, and you get prescribed uh, five crucifixes. <laughs> a glass of holy water. <laughs> yeah. Say 30 Hail Marys. And Here's you're good. some eye drops with holy water. <laughs> Few drops a day. Um, uh, should we talk about what happened when Kevin Manis came into contact? Oh, there contact? is one. Cassie, you have one quote written down by Kevin that I really would love to address, which <laughs> yeah. is Zach asks him, do you believe this box has power? To kill people. To kill people. And Kevin takes this long pause. Long. And he looks at Zach and he says, Zach, I, I can't empower that by saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like so practiced and so dramatic mm-hmm. that it's 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 actually beautiful and funny. <laughs> um, when J- when Jason was asked, okay, so this, oh is, God. this is so these weird. People, these people are double timing them. That's my my take on it. Is it's, that Jason and Kevin are working together? It's here. hard for me to remember exactly how this was said because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the the call and response to it. But I did write it down. Apparently, so Zach says something like, so if the box isn't all that bad, why do you bury it? And J- oh Jason says, replies, not all wishes come true the way you want them to come true. <laughs> Sounding like a fucking potions dealer from the woods. It's like, okay, okay, he didn't wish for the box to, like, be on his, what, mantle place? Mantle on the fireplace? Yeah. 
Just why though? Dude, why why would you that, that reply? Was and it just... wasn't even he wasn't even answering Zach's question. Yeah. Exactly. What I'm what I'm fully certain of is that these interviews are probably much longer than what we're shown. Oh, and they probably yeah, cut they probably all cut some it. stuff out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So so they what this builds toward, if y'all are comfortable moving into this part of the episode, yeah. is that they want Kevin to go down into the basement to see the box. And he 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 is prodded into doing it, and we Zach meet. Zach tells him, "I have the box," like very very dramatically, very like fucking Shark Tank. I have the box for you, and we meet. Dun, dun, dun. We meet another character named Theodore. Theodore is an actor played. Theodore is a character played by the actor Keith Hall. I looked this up on IMDb, um, and Theodore is like a, a very old man in this like early nineteenth century butler's outfit. Who kind of just is Zach's eyes and ears all around the museum? He's like the equivalent of Doctor Frankenstein's Igor. Yes, he is the <laughs> Igor. That's good. That's a good okay. comparison, dear. Thank you. So Theodore <laughs> takes Kevin down into the basement where the box is, and of course Zach and Aaron from Ghost Adventures are watching via a camera, a hidden camera, uh, and Kevin just hangs out down there for a little bit. He opens the box up. And he starts doing this weird, like, whistling thing with his mouth. It sounds like this. And everybody's like, what's what's going on? And as if on cue, as they start to ask what's going on, Kevin puts on this really creepy voice and starts saying some things. He's in the back corner of the basement. So you can't see his face. He's in shadow. <clears throat> Wasn't he facing the wall, too? Yeah, yeah, a lot of the time. He was, like, pacing back and forth a little bit, but you couldn't see him his face so if you'd like to know if you'd like to hear what kevin started saying you can actually go onto his website at Mm broadjam.com and listen to his spoken word track the shadow man part one (laughs) Mm -hmm. because that's what this is is a song that he wrote called the shadow man it's a spoken word it's a spoken spoken word. word yeah and it starts the light from the hallway crept into my room Along with the Shadow Man, too, I assume. And it goes on like this for several stanzas. Like several stanzas of this of this like melodramatic, really over-the-top poem about the Shadow Man. Doesn't even stutter. No. Mm-hmm. It, perfectly rehearsed. Perfectly yeah. memorized. And Zach is fucking like Convinced trembling. losing it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that like Kevin was trying to like call some spirits out of the box. Yeah. He was like, what is he doing? They're just like going like, dude, that's straight up witchcraft. He's possessed. He's calling, he's summoning up demons. Um, And of course, after he's done, he pretends not to remember, <laughs> which is my like, favorite what part. Yeah. Like, he pretends like that did not just happen. But it was so staged at the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to make it look like he's suspicious. And so the reason that this this immediately rubbed me the wrong way, and I looked him up, and Kevin Manis is an actor and producer. He has several credits on IMDb, including a film called The Possession, which he produced... Along with, with Jason Haxton. With fucking Jason Haxton. That, to me... Okay, I now believe that these two are, are like a two-man team. They're like the, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the Dybbuk Box's PR team. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad... Like, Zach was really into it. Yeah. And, he believed it and entirely. they were just two-timing him, you know? Right? <laughs> I don't know if, like, there's any way to vet these people. I mean, we just looked them up, and we were f- able to find their credits. And I don't think that Zach 
has enough foresight to research people before they come visit. <laughs> so I, I don't think he was going along with it. I think I think you're totally right, Jenny, that mm-hmm. he just totally believed it, which mm-hmm. is sad. But and like if this fox is apparently so deadly, I was looking up on how to like get rid of the dibic, and you have to perform an exorcism. But like I looked at the eBay post by Kevin Manis, and he didn't want to perform an exorcism. <laughs> so I was like, I was just thinking, why? I mean, this is so deadly. What? Why wouldn't you want to get rid of it and, like, you know, have this spirit find peace and everything? Well, so. you know what question I had? <clears throat> How was the transportation getting the Dibbit box to Zach's museum? Mm-hmm. And why didn't anybody get into a crash? Yeah. Like, how is it, like... Get a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> the Dibbit was like, I don't feel like it today. Right? <laughs> if it's so deadly, like, how would you... And you keep it in the ground... How could you possibly travel with it and be safe? Like, mm-hmm. um, also important to note that <laughs> Zach loves to shove people under the bus, especially frail old people. Uh, <laughs> during this episode, while Kevin is in the basement reciting his art, <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus, this is amazing. Zach goes over to. Poor old Theodore, who's actually an actor, uh, and tells him to go into the basement and check up on Kevin. Okay, if anybody is the least fit or healthy to go check up on a very demonic uh, object and possibly a really weird, creepy-ass person, why did he have Theodore go down? (laughs) Like, Theodore's old. He's about ready to... And apparently... Oh wait, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say wait, was it because of the Dybbuk box or the, the next one? It's the next, next one. Okay, we'll get to this in just a second. We have two objects for you that really fuck with people if you mm-hmm. believe the stories they tell about them. Uh but long story short, theater's old and Zach likes to have other people risk their lives for him. Um, so they had a rabbi come in to meet with them to learn more about the Dybbuk. Or they had, they visited him. They visited him, yeah. They, okay, this is my favorite scene in the whole part, in the whole episode. Mm -hmm. Because the rabbi is, if you listen to the way they've edited him, he's clearly saying, you guys are crazy and I am offended that you have come Mm -hmm. here. Because he's saying shit like, what this says to me is that you've got to look at your soul and what you're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're all they're like, is it haunted though? And he's like, people say that this kind of thing, etc., etc., etc. And Kevin has his little he has a little yarmulke on. Kevin Manis does in the back of his head. And so Kevin starts interrupting the rabbi by coughing. <coughs> yeah, like coughing a lot. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I got something in my throat. And Zach's like, do you need to step off and get something to drink? And by this time, the rabbi has left the conversation. He is not in the same room as them. They're just mm-hmm. standing in the temple. From what I got from uh, what I got from that was they were kind of being called out on the Dibbuk oh, box. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah, 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 and they're like, "No, it's real." <coughs> you could totally tell that they edited the footage to make it look as much like the rabbi was not uh, doubting them. Yeah, yeah, they tried <laughs> yeah. so hard to make it look like he's just saying shit about the Dibbuk box being haunted. And by the way, the rabbi uh, he is the head of the Young Israel Irish Synagogue in Las oh, Vegas. Shit. That's cool. And I looked at the website, and they're legit. Like, so yeah, he's he. I, I bet the moment he saw Zach Baggins in person, he regretted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Allowing them to come over. Oh yeah, I wrote down that. Um, I describe it. Trying to describe Kevin's weird 
um, chit chatter in the basement. I wrote beatboxing uh, and scatting. <laughs> it does kind of sound like that. So next we 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 transition on to the next item, which is <clears throat> the famous Robert the Doll, which you might have heard of in other uh, mediums. Um, there is a whole episode of uh, on Robert the Doll on on the podcast lore, uh, both in audio format and the the television show on Amazon Prime. And the story behind Robert the Doll is basically that <clears throat> so there was this little boy named Eugene who lived in Key West, Florida. Uh, he had no friends because he was weird. This kind of explains the rest of the story. Um, uh, his a relative ended up buying him this like three foot long sailor doll with a lion, a very creepy face. <sighs> he looks like a monkey. I feel bad. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> Jenny, and, you're going to have to write a letter to him. I know. I, I'm going to have to apologize. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect, Robert. <laughs> Is he, like, in the airwaves? Can he listen? He's going to listen to our episode. Fuck. Sure. Robert's listening to our podcast. Oh, dang. Uh, he's full of... Uh, straw, but you can't. He, it mm, looks like it, it looks like his uh, skin is is like a stocking of some sort. Mm. I don't know. Very fun to play with, like for a child. But anyway, um, this doll was given to this boy who was very strange, and the boy became very super attached to the doll. Um, they, mishaps would happen in the house. The boy would blame it on the doll. Parents didn't believe him. Um, but then they start hearing running around and laughing upstairs when their son wasn't upstairs. And so basically it's Chucky the doll, which is referenced in this episode of Deadly Possessions. Um, and eventually when Eugene grows older and marries a woman, Robert the doll is still in Eugene's life. Um, and actually, I, I forgot to mention this, but he actually ended up naming his doll Eugene and started going by his middle name instead. So he basically gave his he life gave to his the doll. He gave his identity away. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and the uh, story goes that I've heard two different versions of it. One is that um, he'd have the doll sleep in the same room as he and his wife. Another version is that he would have the doll sleeping in the same bed as him and not with his wife. Mm -hmm. His wife was in another room. So it was just a creepy all-around story. Sounds to me like a some sort of mental disturbance. Um, but according to this, it's a haunted doll. Haunted doll watch. The original. One of the and as Zach continually intimates. Probably the basis for the film Child's Play starring Chucky. But then, okay, so we meet this lady call, called Cory Convertito. And she um, is a curator at the Key West Art and Historical Society. She holds a PhD. She's actually intelligent. This lady is smart. She's a PhD. I know. It takes Zach, but here's the thing. Zach Bagans brings everyone down to his level when he has yeah, a conversation with them, no matter who they are. She has a PhD from the University of Exeter in uh, in England, in the UK. Um, one alumni, famous alumni uh, of this university is J.K. Rowling, actually. Uh, she has a PhD on in uh, maritime history, and her thesis was on the health of Royal Navy sailors in the West Indies from 1770 to 1806. Um, so now she's she works at this museum, and she actually takes care of Robert the doll to a creepy She, she lets degree. him sit on her lap sometimes, and 
Like, she's Takes his caretaker, yeah. She asked him, like, if, how he's doing and stuff like that, so. Yeah. Um, and Zach, when he first sees the doll, he acts very dramatically and is like, is this Robert the doll? <laughs> he's so, like, starstruck by the presence of Robert. Um, he even wants, like, Robert to sit on his lap. Yeah, too. when Like, he... that's the... I think that's his dream, really. When he hears her say that this is what they do, he's like, can can I have Robert on my lap? <laughs> and when they do it, it's like, man, okay, this is such an incredible secret. She picks up Robert just so gingerly, so carefully, and walks over to Zach very slowly. And Zach is sitting here and he goes, oh my. And they sit, <laughs> they sit him down gently on Zach's lap. And Zach is like, I'm holding Robert the doll. <laughs> Robert, thank you for letting me hold you on my lap. And take a picture with me. Yeah, and take a photo and take your picture. Or he said something like, I, w- I would like your permission mm-hmm. to sit on my lap and take a picture with me. Because you're supposed to ask permission. It's, I guess, very disrespectful to Robert. <laughs> uh, speaking <laughs> we'll of which, have we already talked about what happened with Theodore? Oh, Not God. Yet. Okay, so Theodore walks in randomly to deliver, I guess it was the letters that Corey has received at her museum from people who have um, had bad experiences and blamed it on the doll and asked people at the museum to apologize to Robert for them. I'm thinking that's what Theodore was delivering, but it was never actually said. It just so happens that shortly after, Zach has all these letters. So I'm guessing that's what it was, because otherwise there's no context for Theodore coming in randomly. And then it sounds kind of staged. But Theodore comes in. He just walks up to Zach while Zach and Corey are having a conversation, which was kind of weird. He's like, here you go. And then... <laughs> Here you go. Nice to meet you. I'm Theodore. She's shaking it, Corey's hand. And he turns to say nice to meet you to Robert, but halfway through that sentence, he just goes, ah, and runs away. Realizing it's a doll. I guess he thought it was a person, which I would understand, kind of. It's a big doll. It is Uncanny Valley. Um, what does that mean? So if you were to chart a, a, a human's response to something... Uh, and let's say the, uh, what's the up and down one? The y-axis? Yes. Yeah. The y-axis is how favorable your response to that thing is. And the x-axis is how close to a human being that thing looks. Then there's a, it generally goes up. So like the more like a human being it looks, the, the better our response to it. The more oh, positive. yeah. And there, but near, where it gets to be near humanity, but not quite, there's a giant dip. And that's called the uncanny valley. Because things that look like humans but are not human is very creepy for some reason to us as as a, as like a species. Like those really realistic robots. <clears throat> oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, so that's, that's uncanny valley. And Robert's oh. right there. Yeah. Robert is, like, perfectly in there. Yeah. And not that his face looks extremely human. Like you said, he kind of looks monkeyish. But he has all the parts of a human, you know? He has, yeah. like, the mouth and the nose and the eyes and all that. Yeah. He's got the shape. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So they uh, they bring back uh, Theodore to, like, tell him, you know, like, that was kind of disrespectful. You have to um, apologize. And he was, he didn't, he, what did he say? Like, he said, like, I'm sorry, Robert. I didn't mean to yell in your face. I hope you forgive me. Mm-hmm. I mean no it, harm. Yeah, I mean yeah. no harm. Yeah. I'm sorry. And actually, Max found out through Twitter 
This so this sucks a little bit. Um, the guy, the actor that plays Theodore, did suffer from a stroke <gasps> after filming the episode. Oh my gosh, is he okay? He's fine now. He continued to do the. He came back from the hospital and he finished the season with Zach. Uh, it's just I hate to throw fuel on that particular fire of Robert the Doll and haunted objects hurting people in real life. I feel bad for Robert a little bit. Everybody's trying to blame him. For all these things. Maybe he's just a nice ghost. Yeah, yeah. He just likes to hang out. What if there's like a bully ghost that is always with him and always hurts people and then everybody blames it on Robert? That's Eugene. Oh shit, I just broke the story wide open. Wait, what? It's Eugene. It's Eugene's ghost that's Mm. causing all the... Oh. No, but he lived to old age. But he's dead now. And now he's attached to the ghost. I mean, the the doll. He's attached to the doll, but everybody knows him as Robert instead of Eugene. So everybody does think it's Robert's fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like a real life creepypasta. Oh my God. I mean, it kind of is, really. <laughs> um, so in order to, to sort of prove the veracity of how haunted and how bad Robert is, they bring in another woman whose life was affected by Robert, so she says. For two years. For two years. This woman's kind of been through a lot. And I do honestly feel a little bad for her um, because she seems like she just has a, some really hard luck. Yeah. Really. She took a, a picture of Robert without... Um, without his, permission. Without permission. You gotta she, get permission. And she also... So, she, sorry. She also made the comment saying that he's handsome, but then there was a person behind her, and that person was like, yeah, for a bleep or something like that. Mm-hmm. And for, a, for a butthead. <laughs> and yeah. so, like, three days afterwards... Oh, gosh, this is, like, the worst luck ever. She got in a car accident. <laughs> Not one, but two. Two, two car accidents the next, in the same yeah, day. Yeah, in the same day. And um, she lives on a boat. Um, Which is, there's a bad idea right it's there. It's a Just bad idea that. to start off with. And she tripped down the stairs and she broke her back. So, uh, she. I mean, it's kind of a, is it a coincidence or is it all Robert? Who knows? I, I have a suspicion that it might just be a series of unfortunate events that kind of compile on top of each other. Like, if you are in two wrecks within a short period of time, you're bound to have some sort of health issues. And I'm not saying that, like... I don't want to, like, downplay, you know, Mm -hmm. her experience at all, because obviously she had some really bad experiences. But, like, my aunt had a a serious car wreck, and um, she had whiplash, and it caused her chronic migraines, like... And it's, it's been a problem her whole life. So, like, you can have health consequences um, from car crashes. And it, it is possible that she she might not have had the best balance in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's something that people have to begin with. It's, it's just something that happens. So. Yeah. And I was thinking about this a lot. Like, <clears throat> stuff like this, um, like, makes you feel, like, kind of out of control. And so you kind of want to, mm-hmm. like, find a reason mm-hmm. for why everything is happening. For and sure. Robert the doll just happens to be there. And so... And he's he, a really good reason because there's all these stories about him affecting other people. Mm-hmm. That's that's good insight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Zach does something that I feel he thinks is a service. And this this person probably thinks of it as a service, too. Yeah. He allows her to have a moment with Robert um, to sort of apologize and make everything right. And he, But this is where it gets a little fucky, in my opinion, because he is in there, he introduces her, and then he's like, if the camera operators could leave the room, and they leave. But they still but, film! 
down. They keep fucking filming her and her mic is still on. So we get this extremely voyeuristic moment where you hear her like really open up about how hard this has been for her. When she thinks she's alone. She thinks she's alone. She thinks she's been left alone for her privacy. She, she says some like really like personal things. Well, not deeply personal, but just like she said one thing that like really... Um, she said, uh, like, I to Robert, like, I know I deserved it. And I'm just like, like, no, yeah. no, you Chill don't out. ever deserve anything like that to happen to yeah, you. Just bad stuff happens. Shit. So I just, um, people have given, like, a lot of power to this doll. Yeah. And they just need to take all the power yeah. back. Maybe, we should, maybe we should take something away from what Kevin said. Don't want to give him that power. I can't empower that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, wishes don't always come true the way you want them to, so. as Jason as Jason Haxton told us. Yeah. And that's basically the end of the episode when she has her little apology session with Robert. Um, that's Deadly Possessions. It's a really wild ride, and there are six whole episodes, so I would encourage you to check it out um, if this if Zach Bacon's produces the kind of content that you're into. Because if you like Ghost Adventures, you'll like uh, Deadly Possessions for sure. So Jenny, you want to tell us about your trip? Yeah. Okay. Um. So. I got to visit the Zach Baggins Haunted Museum in Vegas. It was really cool. Um, So it's a one and a half hour long tour and you get to, um, you have a tour guide um, with like 12 other people and you get to tour all these rooms and Zach Baggins has like bought all these artifacts and they have like letters of um, authenticity. Um, And so we started off with um, his oddities room and there was, um, an, an animatronic version of Zach. No! What? Shut yeah. Up. Are you joking? <laughs> no. And he was like, welcome to my haunted museum. I, and <laughs> I'm flipping out. Yeah. I can't believe it. And in the same room, it had a, um, his doll room, too. Only a couple of people got to go in. Um, and Robert the doll isn't there. But um, why? it was just... Why was it only a few people? So, um, I don't, like, watch all of the Ghost Adventures episodes. I hadn't watched the Deadly Possessions episode, so we were, like, doing a game where we had to raise our hands, and I guess whoever, like, the biggest fan was um, got to go in, so two people got to go in. But it was just, it was really funny. You had to, like, pay a dollar to um, get the animatronic version of Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's wild. It was really funny. Um, Yeah, there was, um, uh, it was... And so we just got to, like, um, go to all the different rooms. The Dybbuk box was there. Um, so for these, like, really haunted rooms um, with the Dybbuk box or um, Bella Lugosi's um, oh, mirror. Oh, Bella Lugosi's mirror, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're, for these, like, really haunted objects, you have a choice if you want to see it or be in the presence of it. If you don't want to, um, you can just leave the room. You mm-hmm. don't have to deal with that. Um, so I, that's really nice. And you have to like sign a waiver and everything saying like, oh, you know, I'm not responsible for any deaths or harm that may come to me or anyone else. And I thought that was really funny. Cause also like, how would that uphold in the court of law? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I just don't know. Um, but so the Dybbuk box, it was really, um, it was very eerie in that room. So the, um, it's in um, like a glass case and it has um, like salt around it to like protect us and some sage too. Um, <laughs> so extra protection. Um, I did, I, I feel like a lot of it is psychosomatic 
um, because like the tour guides will tell you what people have felt before. Oh. I was fine. I was feeling a little bit of anxiety, but that was because I was like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. am I going to get possessed? I was kind of scared, but it seemed to be okay. Um, if you wanted any kind of protection or blessings, they had a donations box. Yeah. Oh um, my God. Yeah. I hate, oh, oh, I have a really big, with yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's like, um. <laughs> Oh, what are the indulgences? Or, yes! Yeah, it's like you... Is that, what, is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, no, for? that's yeah. exactly what, you're, okay, going, what yeah. you're looking for. Because they used to do that. That was what the... With there the were church. lots of popes back then because you could just call yourself pope and nobody would know any better. So they would wander around selling indulgences. And if you really got lucky, you could go to a plenary indulgence, which would clear all of your sins, even your original sin. Oh my. Um gosh. <laughs> money money for Jesus no good. Is bullshit. <laughs> no good. Um my favorite thing though was uh Peggy the doll. So Peggy? Yeah. Uh, there's a Deadly Possessions episode on this too where like just this video of Peggy caused people to um just like you know experience like heart attacks or like headaches, migraines just by watching or seeing her picture. So I was, like, really terrified when, like, they were opening up the curtain to see Peggy. Mm -hmm. So we had to, like, talk to Peggy using her name. We had to say, like, hello, Peggy. Bye, Peggy. Like, it just felt really weird. (laughs) I almost didn't want to do it or say something out of... I didn't want to say something disrespectful because I felt like that would have been rude. But I I kind of also wanted to know what would have happened. Yeah, yeah. But that's just not me. So, but it just, it felt really odd for all of us having to say it. She is a creepy doll, though. I'm just glad, like, none of these dolls talk. Yeah. Because, uh, or, like, what if there was... What if there was like a, a Furby or something? Oh, oh my god. god. Like how are they not? Bye. Yeah. Thank you. My dad when you mentioned Furby, all I remember is that when my my when I was like a little kid, my dad he said, God, I really fucking hated that Furby doll. <laughs> they just they are possessed. They because just talk all the time. He, he, he had an experience with it one <gasps> night. Apparently, Ooh. it was it, like started talking, <gasps> and he was just like, "What the fuck?" And so <laughs> he like looks at it. He's trying to figure out how to turn it off oh or whatever, God. and he just like puts it away. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh God. God. I even remember what it looks like too. It see- was. Hmm? You should see if you can take it to Zach Bacon's as haunted as you. Oh, I I don't have it anymore. Oh, dang it. Because uh, it's a story for another time. But uh, careful. I <laughs> I remember what it looked like. It was like it had like a yellow belly, oh, and it yeah. was like turquoise on like mm-hmm. it's the rest of its body, and it had like a little floral hat too. <laughs> it you was so cute. <laughs> you should have made an eBay listing for it. Oh my god! If only if I still had it. Yeah. Um, but, like, the most creepy part of it was her eyes, because, like, they don't, you know, they don't blink or anything. She's just staring at you, and so you just have to deal with her, like, looking at you. Would it be better or worse if she did blink? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) If it blinked, I would just... I would. I would uh, nope out of there so quickly. I would. Just I would run. Yeah, I would just be like, nope, I'm dipping. I'm <laughs> gonna be a nun. <laughs> guys, I just had a flashback that I have not had. I don't. I wow. Okay, this is totally unrelated to anything on this show. This was my personal life, but I remember going to a McDonald's 
This was probably in Colorado. This McDonald's had a animatronic Ronald McDonald. Oh. No. <laughs> wow. Let's McFreakin' lose it. Oh my god. Yeah. And I don't remember I don't remember if his body moved, but I do <gasps> know that his face moved. <gasps> Ew. And his head moved around. Oh, gosh. oh my god. And I remember when he was being still, like, you know, kind of like at Chuck E. Cheese, like they do a show and then they don't move for a while. Usually the curtain closes. This is your old school Chuck E. Cheese's. Um this was there was no curtain with this Ronald McDonald. He would just like stop moving. But I remember his eyes were like blinking like every so often. It was really creepy. That's really messed up. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. Uh, so the the scariest, like most one of the most haunted things in this um, museum was uh, so. Besides I guess, the Dybbuk box. Besides the Dybbuk box, <laughs> I was kind of worried about this. Like even our tour guide didn't want to go into this room. That's how terrified she was. She didn't want to be anywhere near this room. And so she scared, like, mostly everybody in my group out. I, I decided to be a little bit brave because I wanted to get the Good information for you. for you guys. Fucking Jenny. Oh, Jenny. Jenny. Trooper. I made it out alive. Oh, Jenny. Jenny. I'm so um, proud. I hope nothing, like, came back with me from Vegas. <laughs> but, um, so. Please read some Let proverbs. Let it die <laughs> this, is, this is a cleansing space for all of those things. I should go to church. Oh, today is Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to go to church. Oh, son of a gun. Dang You're it. haunted forever. Dang it. Oh, gosh. Um, so I guess Zach um, bought this house in Indiana. That, oh, shit, yes. Yeah. Um, that had a portal open for <laughs> around like 200 demons. What? Um, in the basement. Around 200 or so. We're, the numbers are still coming it, it in. It varies, you know. Sometimes they leave, sometimes they come back. Um, I don't know how they're able to count them, but uh, <laughs> so he got the staircase to the basement and um, where the, uh, I guess the portal is, he brought some of that actual dirt. So it's just, he like recreated the scene in Indiana and I guess destroyed the house, but kept that part. And so they're not even sure if the portal is still open or not. So there is a portal probably open in Las Vegas full of demons. Great. Thanks, Zach. Yeah. Wait, so I thought the portal was in Indiana in the house. They brought the dirt. They brought everything. So they moved it. Oh, my God. It's like how Dracula moves with his dirt, (laughs) his graveyard dirt. And so Zach, Zach is Dracula, the by Zach, the way. Zachula. <laughs> has anybody ever said that? Is this anything? Zachula. We're starting <laughs> it. This is the first time you heard it. My, um, my brain is like trying to wrap it wrap around this. I don't know if like, I, they brought anyone. Attach, yeah. The dirt has attachments. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, well, and Zach, Zach believes that um, ghosts can absorb into things. Okay. Like, so the recreated basement or yeah. area mm-hmm. is in the museum now yes mm-hmm. yeah okay um yeah it doesn't make any sense but um <laughs> <laughs> the tour guide said that um i don't know how this happened but uh for like all these really haunted objects that i've mentioned they would um they'd either have like scratches on their back like right after this all happened so i don't know how they're doing this or maybe they had them before I don't know how they're suddenly getting scratches on their backs. Yeah. Unless, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but that's what she said. Why? Okay, if this is real, why is Zach such an irresponsible child? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why all these things still exist. It's like he does this for himself and puts other people... 
at risk. Just and- like with poor Theodore, like send Jesus. the old man in. Like he'll be our bait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or how he sends Aaron in first all the time. <laughs> Zach's going to get his comeuppance at some point for certain. Like, he's going to get so haunted his head explodes or something like that. Um, let's see. He's going to spontaneously combust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By being possessed with all of the haunted things that that were pissed off by he'll, him. He'll be the human equivalent of the Winchester Mystery Mansion. Holy shit. <laughs> Um, I forget the name of uh, the um, the building he's in. Um, he has a museum in, but oh. he picked it because it looks like the Winchester House. Oh, so there's okay. kind of resemblance there. Um, I honestly want to visit the I Winchester. Me too. The Winchester sounds rad. It sounds like a really cool tourist. If stop. any of our listeners has have been there, please tell us yeah, about it. Mm-hmm. Please send us an email. Um, or if you've been to the Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. I um, want to hear your stories from yeah, there, for sure. Yeah, what you thought about it. Yeah. Your stories, your experiences. Your what did you feel? insanely haunted. Uh, it does cost $38 to go there. Um, Jesus Christ. If you uh, buy the tickets in person, if you buy them online, you have to pay $44. What? what? So it's, hold on, it's more expensive to buy thing. it online? Yes, yeah, it yeah. doesn't make any... What kind of scumbag puts the processing fee... On the purchaser. It doesn't. I I well, bought it in five. Well, all concert tickets. Mm-hmm. That's still scummy. It's still I know. Off. Yeah. So yeah. buy your ticket in person. But um, the, he just has so many. You're definitely getting your money's worth though, because I'm sure. I feel like I could just I could go back again because there's just there are a lot of things um in the rooms that you can look at that's not talked about like. Um, they have a serial killer artifacts room. Oh yeah, which is so cool. I I really like Criminal Minds. Um, if any of you guys watch it, um, because of Dr. Spencer Reed, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's my favorite. Uh, and I just like learning about serial killers. So they just got Charles Manson's fake teeth. I was just about to ask Charles about that. Manson's fake teeth. Yeah, and his neck. Didn't they get his necklace too? I think so. The TV. He, um, I don't. I don't think that was there. Okay. Yeah, but I guess his teeth were stolen by an inmate, and he <laughs> wrote a letter saying, "I want like I want my teeth back," or to that effect. And um, he never got his teeth back. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Poor, yeah, um, I can't remember the name. This was the weirdest thing in there, but it was my tour guide's favorite thing. Um, uh, one woman crocheted her own underwear. Um, it was really, it was really weird. Um, they had, um, let's see, John Wayne Gacy's paintings, um, of clowns. Yeah, that was really messed up. If you were afraid of clowns at all, I don't know if you'll make it through this museum. Because there are, there's an entire room, um, a circus room full of clowns that you have to go through. So it's kind of part haunted museum, haunted house. But hey, if Zach started off his career terrified of dolls, and now he can have rooms of dolls in mm-hmm. his museum. Maybe that's inspiration for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he made like some of his fears into um, like um, little uh, things that we would walk past. He has an entire uh, like thing of mannequins because I guess that's one of his fears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, Unvani- un- un- Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uncanny Cassie. Yeah. Uncanny Valley. There it is. <laughs> 
Honestly, like, when you got to the serial killers part of the museum, it reminded me of this other museum mm-hmm. that I would see posts online for. It's, like, the Museum of Death. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Is, Ooh. This the, is this the Scientology place? Not the... It's not the Scientology place, I don't think. But, like, the gates of, to the museum are, like, uh, Victorian Gothic. Wait a second. They have a skull, I think, a skull on it. I think that artist, that poster artist... I think she has one for that. The Museum of Death. Um, let's see. Uh, I didn't see it. <laughs> they found um, Dr. Jack Kevorkian's van that he performed assisted suicides in. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Jack Kevor- yeah, Kevorkian. Dr. Kevorkian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I'm a very sheltered child, by the way, so I'm like... <gasps> you ever heard of Dr. Kevorkian? No. He was one of the... Now, I'm actually on his side. He was one of the first proponents uh, of... Um, a person's right to die if they have a terminal illness or they can't afford treatment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he helped them die. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this was all going on during a time when very few people were thinking along those lines. So the story that came up in the media is that he's a doctor who murders people. Yeah, he was the murderer. The old He was like the murderer. death doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they called him, I think, like, Dr. Doctor death. death. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but they had, like... Little quotes uh, from people who um, he helped, um, if you want to think about it like that. Um, and they were suffering, yeah, from terminal illnesses, illnesses, and some of them had Alzheimer's, so they were mm, definitely yeah. suffering. Mm-hmm. And he helped them, but it was just it was really eerie to just yeah. be in that van because they had like a, a you mannequin got to be in, in there. the van. No, oh. we weren't allowed in it, okay. but we got to look inside it, and they had a mannequin in there. Like it would look like you know what is happening he just does these things in the back of their van and so he puts them under and they never wake up and <gasps> there is a deadly possessions episode on that too I'm they like that yeah they looked into um i don't want to give anything away but they do have his van there um <laughs> was he was he in a white coat a doctor's coat his oh, mannequin um i think they just had the the person okay who was, um being um okay yeah um, but yeah, that is pretty much all the, like, the scary things, um, in his, um, in his museum. Um, they do, uh, have, like, a fortune teller there if you, if you want your fortune Do you told. have to pay for it? Yes. Yep. Of course you have I to pay for it. I don't know how much I'm... No, Along, is... on top of the ticket, you have to pay for all these other things. Is this there. a real fortune telling like person, World. or is it, like, Zoltan? She apparently is... I don't know her credentials, but... I... But she's not... I'm saying it's not, like, one of those it's... animatronic machine No, she is a, a real... Yeah, she's a real lady. She's... You don't get, like, a ticket out saying... <laughs> <laughs> It's not like a big situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get into like this little um, boxcar thing and, and she's there to tell your fortune. I'm just thinking of the, the fortune teller machine from the movie Big. Yeah, yeah. Zoltan. Zoltan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, in, um, in this episode of uh, Deadly Possessions, how they were in the basement. Um, yeah. Well, you can't go into the basement anymore because they had an incident with this <gasps> doll called Cynthia. And um, she was apparently talking, um, and it was just freaking um, this one lady out. The people, so the um, the tours of the Haunted Museum, you can go down in the basement previously, but something bad happened to this one lady and um, with Cynthia the doll, and so no one's allowed down there any oh longer. Oh my god! But of course, they're not going to tell you <clears throat> the specifics. Mm-hmm, no, because that would be—it's too scary to mm-hmm. not know. We never hear about like how old these people are or 
have they gone to the doctor? Have they is had previous issue? problems? Yeah. yeah. Um, because, like, you should get it checked out if you're having issues like this. So, um, uh, Also, any issues usually associated with demonic possessions, like anger, depression, heart problems, um, heat flashes, Bad chest relationships. Pains. Like, these might be signs of real conditions. <laughs> there was a skull in there. They figured out um, the skull's name by talking to it. Um, I, my name is My name Jeffrey. is Bob. His name was Norman, apparently. Shut the fuck up. And, um, I'm the Norman. The tour guide said that um, Zach blamed Norman for um, any failed relationships he Fucking had. Fucking Norman. Oh, my God. Dang it, Norman. Just let Zach have love. Come on. Oh, wow. But there are a ton of skulls in there. Um, lost count. There are probably like a hundred or so. They're real skulls, too, and they have a couple of real skeletons. That's pretty bad. I hope that there was permission to have ownership of these skulls. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, if you... <laughs> If you want to put it into your will, oh um, you can have um, your funeral <gasps> there at Zach Baggins Honey Museum. What the fuck? And I think they're trying to get something started where you can have your wedding oh, there, too. Oh, no. God. How much you want to bet Zach is going to have his own funeral there? <laughs> How much you want to bet? I'm sure of it. And he'll he'll make it so fancy. He'll probably get like an old fashioned hearse, uh, uh, moved by horses. Black horses. Z- Zach is the kind of guy who would also have people doing EVP at his funeral, like <laughs> and, during the service. And he'll probably be dressed in the outfit that he's in on the cover of his book. Not I'm haunted. Not that one. A dark world. A dark the one world. where he's wearing a stupid hat. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know he'll be wearing a hat. No, you know he'll be wearing that dumbass hat. He's actually going to still him. run the museum after he's dead too. <laughs> yeah. His spirit's still going to be there. He's just going to check in on everything. Yeah, I'm the assistant docent, but, uh, you know, Zach, uh, he really runs the place still. We'll use the EM pump to hear him talking through. We are here. (laughs) We are here. (laughs) We are here. (laughs) Um, So that's really all I have to say about the museum. I definitely recommend it if you're in Vegas. Sounds like a pretty good time. Yeah, it does. That's amazing. Thank you so much for thank going. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you for doing this, and thank you for spending your real actual money mm-hmm. to go to this place. <laughs> um, I, there, like That's wild to me that, that it costs that much money, so I'm so glad yeah, that you did this. There was one uh, one of the people on my tour group, um, she was handing out sage to help Shut protect up. us. <laughs> yeah. She brought it with her that's and was kind. handing it out. It was so sweet. That's very she wasn't kind. charging people for it. No, she oh, wasn't. Good. No, okay. That's very nice. Just, that's yeah, very she sweet. was just a real true Ghost Adventures fan, and Good. they were just so excited to be there. Aw, that's so sweet. Well, that's going to just about do it for us tonight on Insanely Haunted. I want to thank you so much for spending your time with us. I know this was a little bit of a longer episode, but, I mean, I think you'll agree. We had some pretty exciting stuff to get through this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, So, of course, thank you so much to Jenny and to Leandra. A special thanks to both of them, uh, not only for being on our show, but for bringing us this new information. And to Leandra for providing the art we use on every episode. Leandra, do you have somewhere that that um, our listeners can check out more of your work? Not yet, but I've been looking into here and there to maybe put up like a online por- portfolio. We'll maybe plug you. Instagram. I'm not sure yet. We'll definitely plug you when you. I still on it. feel like I need to create more artwork to actually put up. You don't, know what I don't mean? Don't we all? <laughs> Um, uh, if you enjoy Insanely Haunted and you like what we do here, you can help support us by going to coffee.com slash zboost, which is ko-fi.com 
slash Z-B-O-O-S-T. Coffee is a platform that allows you to kick in $3 at a time. So uh, I promise that money is all explicitly for the hosting of the show. Uh, but if you're willing, if you want to support us, that's a great way to do so. And of course, since we're relatively new, you can always go to iTunes uh, or to Stitcher and leave comments, leave ratings. We love that kind of thing. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook at Insanely Haunted. And Tumblr. And uh, InsanelyHaunted.com. And if you like uh, what we do, there's two other shows that you should check out, Zenkai Boost and Plus Ultra, both of them that I am on with friends of mine that are very similar to this one in spirit. Also, if any of you are artists out there and would like to do some artwork um, for us to post on our website uh, and Tumblr, uh, we, would, we would be really excited about that. We're accepting, of course, we'll give you credit. We're accepting any and all art submissions. Uh, so please uh, get, in, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to do it. For this evening, my name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Jenny. And I'm Leandra. And you just heard a class A EVP. Is that bad? <laughs> Did that suck? No. no that was okay, fine. good. That was good.